This is the Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheiman, brought to you by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is insuring success. From the Gal Media Studios, here's Greg Scheinman. Hey, on the Midlife Mail Podcast today, I am super excited to have Mr. David Lazarus on the show. David, welcome. Thank you. Hey, good, good to have you here. As I was saying right before we kind of, kind of got on, on the show, I feel like I know you a lot better um, than maybe I actually do. And this is the first time we've really spoken and heard each other's voices, but we got connected through, through a mutual connection and, and passion for the D10 decathlon. Um, first, Tell me a little bit about the D10 and how you got involved with it, and then I'll, I'll I'll get into congratulating you on all your success there as well. All right, cool. So yeah, I was um, playing at the JCC in an over 35 basketball league five years ago, and uh, one of the guys on my team uh, named Henry uh, was like, "Man, you're in amazing shape for you know a 40 year old guy." He's like, "You should uh, look into this thing that my friend Clinton does every year. Clinton Beyond, he's one of the top finishers every year." another Miami guy, uh, who's, I think, turning 39. So um, I got into the website and started looking at all the stuff, and I was really excited about it, especially when I saw that Vertical Leap was one of the uh, events because uh, I have a pretty good vertical for a guy my age. And um, that was, yeah, that was about five years ago, and uh, I started training in December of that year. So you've done five D10s, is it now? I'd actually done four, so um, what kind of spurred the whole thing was uh, I kind of switched my diet around five years ago. I went to a low-carb diet. I lost about 25 pounds, um, and then, you know, I was, I was skating around 175 for a while until that December when I started training for the decathlon and putting on, putting on about 20 pounds of muscle just from all the lifting. <laughs> so... So, yeah. so uh, you know, for those unfamiliar with, with the detail, a little little backstory on it. It is a combination of ten events, um, kind of combination NFL combine slash decathlon. It's got your four hundred meter, your eight hundred meter, your forty yard, your vertical. Now your your broad jump, uh, five hundred meter row, bench press, pull ups, shuttle run. What am I missing? Am I missing anything in there? Um, vertical, I already mentioned. Um, we got rid of depths last year, so I think yeah. you got at least almost all of them. 20 yard shuttle. Football throw. <laughs> oh, yeah, football <laughs> throw, my least favorite. Yeah, no, <laughs> my, mine, mine too. But it's kind of It's one day. You can do this individually or you can do this on a team. You've done it historically as, as an individual. We'll get into that. Um, I myself have done I've done it both ways, and most importantly, um, it is all for charity to benefit pediatric cancer research. Um, and you've won it now several years, and most recently, just just a couple of weeks ago in New York, congratulations on bringing home another over forty D ten title. It's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, in addition to that, it was also my uh, best fundraising year by a lot. So it was, it was kind of a double win for for me uh, in that regard. That that's awesome. Uh that again, con- congratulations on that. Let's cir- circling back a little a little backstory, I want to get a little history kind of on you. Um 
you're in Miami. Uh, give me a little backstory about where, where you went to school. Were you always an athlete and how you got into doing uh, what you do now for, for a living, which is in the trading industry? Okay, so um, as far as uh, trading is concerned, um, I went to the University of Pennsylvania and uh, was in a fraternity, Pi Kappa Phi there. Um, I grew up in Colorado. Didn't really like living on the East Coast. Um, moved back to Colorado right after finishing school. I actually finished the semester early to get get out of there. Um, and got like a pretty lame job in a mutual fund company answering the phone with my awesome degree. And uh, during that time, I kind of was trying to find something else to do. So I trained for an Ironman and ended up doing uh, a full Ironman in California when I was about 22 years old and then swore I would never do anything long distance again for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, so the D10 worked out pretty well with that, with, you know, the longest thing being 800 meters. Um, while I was in uh, Denver, uh, one of my good buddies from my fraternity uh, came out and he's like, dude, I just got this job trading. Uh, you got to check it out. You'd be awesome at it because uh, we used to go to Atlantic City a lot together and I play poker there. He played blackjack. So um, I flew out to New York and interviewed and got the job. And um, that's the same job I've had since. And that was my second job after a year at the mutual fund company since college. And uh, about three years into that, I was one of the top traders in the firm. And uh, three other guys and myself decided, hey, we should get out of, I'm sorry, I didn't mention that I was working in New York uh, at the time. I'd moved back to New York uh, to work because that was where they were located. And uh, we were like, uh, we should uh, open an office somewhere we don't have to pay New York taxes. Um, so we looked at a couple different options, and, you know, Miami seemed like definitely the most fun place to live and uh, and work. And um, those three guys dropped out. I moved down there by myself with one other guy, and I opened the Miami office um, about 18 years ago. Wow. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been running it ever since. So, uh, you know, I've got about 20 guys working for me there and, um, you know, just basically trading, uh, proprietary trading for the fun. Nice. Are you, uh, are you married with kids? How's the family in the balance? I am married. I have three kids. I've got a 13-year-old boy, an 11-year-old daughter, and a 6-year-old son. So how do you balance the, the work, the family and and the training, you know, as as an over forty guy like myself, and I yeah. I want to know, you know, as a forty something year old guy with a couple of boys myself, you know, it's it, it's a tough balance. I mean, honestly, like except for the three months leading up to the D10, I don't usually work out more than an hour in a day, um, and that hour is almost always right after work. Luckily, I get off at 4 o'clock. I go straight to the gym. Um, I find that going home first is always an issue because you'll get caught up in some something family that you can't get out of. Um, so everybody in the family knows that's my schedule. Um, so I do my, my carpool driving in the morning. Um, I hate working out in the morning. So for me, <laughs> after 4 is, you know, a much better time. And um, I'm pretty consistent. I'd say I probably work out six days a week, sometimes seven. Um, you know, weight and cardio mixed. Uh, a lot of times I'll do them both at the same time, like in the same workout. And, uh, and you're, 
you're pretty religious uh, on your programming, you know, with, with the trainer. You build it out pretty, uh, pretty strictly, or do you go more on feel? What's your approach to your training? Um, I actually, you know, I have an idea of what I want to do when I get to the gym, um, but I don't really force it if it's not feeling good. I find that the biggest thing with, you know, being over 40 and, and training as hard as I do is that uh, you're very injury prone if you're not smart. Um, so there's a lot of exercises I avoid, like anything overhead with weight, you know, and I have some issues with my shoulders since I can't even remember when. And, uh, you know, like days that I feel good, I push harder than, you know, days that I don't. I don't really, you know, push as hard and, and I'll jump in the ice bath instead of putting in a full hour or I'll do more cardio that day. But um, other than like chest or back or legs or whatever, I don't really have, you know, an agenda other than like the main things I want to accomplish that day. Um, you You mentioned earlier about changing your diet um, and at one point losing, you know, the 25 pounds and then also putting some, some weight back on, some muscle back on um, from the strength component. How is your lifestyle now as it pertains to nutrition? So I've, I've been on this same diet now for five years and um, I, I feel like that's been key in me maintaining uh, muscle mass and also, you know, having a low body fat more so than the amount of like working out that I do. Um, probably because, you know, like right when I, after I was on the diet for, you know, five, six months, I got really lean. Um, and the other advantage is it's like a lot of protein. So it makes it really easy to put on muscle and maintain it. Um, but I'm kind of lucky because, you know, a lot of people have a sweet tooth. I don't really have a sweet tooth, so I'm not – it's not a hard diet for me to maintain. It's just a lot of protein, a lot of vegetables. Um, I do have a couple, you know, things I'll eat that are, like, low-carb, like low-carb wraps and low-carb pitas because, honestly, going the rest of your life without eating a sandwich is probably not a realistic <laughs> option for most people. Like, the the lettuce wraps get old really quick. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I have found some some stuff that I mix in um, in my diet that you know I I eat a lot of berries like uh, you know low sugar berries like blackberries, raspberries, stuff like that. But I don't you get a little harder with the kids, stuff. you know. I, I no, I mean challenging. You know, you're out with the kids and the family and everything, and it's hard to. Yeah, they leave some stuff over. I always want to put it away. You know. <laughs> so, no, I know what you mean, but. Uh, it kind of helps with that because it makes it not really an option to house the mac and cheese that they have left over, which looks really good. Um, <laughs> you know, but I found that the good thing I like about the diet I'm on is that I, there's no there's no restriction in the amount that I can eat and maintain um, a good weight. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that it will fluctuate um, up and down more based on, like, how much, you know, alcohol I'm consuming, especially if that's, you know, beer, which I love. So, you know, I'll drink more beer on the off-season than I will uh, the three months up to the race. Uh, I pretty much cut it out this year because I was up to 207, and I really needed to lean out for all the body weight events. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. this fast, okay, I, you're 400, you're 800. I mean, I look at your times, and, and I, I was never a track guy. Uh, really, just stuck at running. You know, you're, <laughs> were, were you a track athlete? 
I was I was a track star until about eighth grade, I would say. So I think I kind of peaked a little early in that regard. I was definitely the fastest kid in my school um, until the other kids started, you know, going through puberty. <laughs> um, and I was always the fastest kid in a, in a race. So um, that's definitely a huge advantage for, like, the four-year dash and the 400. I ran the 100 and the 200 in middle school and high school, and I threw the discus. So uh, I always wanted to be a football player, but my parents, you know, you know, wanted to play and get hurt, which is probably in retrospect lucky because they don't have a lot of issues. You know, a lot of people that play football in college have a lot of back problems and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I was track and tennis for me, but I was never really that great at either one, except for in seventh grade. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you train alone or... Do you have other guys that you kind of like to mix it up with a little bit? Um, I know you compete as an individual, um, but you know, also there, there aren't that many. You know, over over forty highly competitive athletes. You know, do you train alone? Do you have a group of guys that like to do things with? Um, I I do train alone, which I like because I feel like whenever I train with someone else, I always get roped into exercises that hurt my shoulder. Um, I do I train once a week with uh, a speed coach, uh, Grant Weeditz, who used to work at Bomberito um, training. It's a, they do a lot of NFL training down in Florida, so he's got a lot of really good experience with uh, speed and strength training. I work out with him once a week. And then um, about two months before the decathlon, um, you got me hooked up with Shane. You got me hooked up with Carson, with Dark Horse growing and that was really key in me uh just obliterating my 500 meter rowing um PR and yeah, raising I, a lot of extra money so that was I great need my, i need them myself because i'm i'm shitting the bed right now so. <laughs> <laughs> honestly like for me with the rowing was um accountability because it's such a you know painful activity like, you really have to go through pain in order to succeed, which I'm sure you know. And mm -hmm. just, you know, just me having to send Carson my splits, like, was motivating enough for me to uh, just work so much harder on that. And uh, I found that really rewarding this year. Well, you might have found it rewarding. I found it really depressing looking at your splits, you know. <laughs> oh, Do I really have to aspire to this and kind of bust through that whole pain wall? Because... Uh, it, it well, when you know, you, I think I had a, I had like almost eight thousand dollars riding on that. Or I think it was sixty six hundred dollars riding on that event. So, you know, maybe that's just enough motivation. That's also why I made it my event because I knew that it's such a horrible, you know, minute and a half of your life that you really need some something driving you through it. Um, <laughs> so maybe your marquee event. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They removed my marquee event when they took the dips away, so I don't know what... Oh, yeah, that's what I had last year, but, you know. So, for those of you that uh, don't know, in the decathlon, in the D10, every, you, you have to choose a marquee event, which is uh, on a sliding scale. So, you choose your time. I chose uh, a minute 29 on the rowing, and um, people can either donate a flat amount or they can donate on a sliding scale, which means if you do better than your uh, goal, you raise more money. And if you do worse than your goal, you raise less money. So uh, for me, example, uh, in this year's Decathlon, 
every second that I rode faster than a minute 29 meant an extra $1,300 to uh, Memorial Stone Kettering. So that was very motivating for me. <laughs> so I probably won't break that PR for a while. Yeah, it, and, and now I'm, I'm going to use it as motivation for me. You know, I'll, I'll, print, <laughs> I'll print it out, I'll stick it on the wall, and we'll see how this goes in November. Um, one of the things you mentioned that I think was really is really valuable and really smart, um, and it, it just clicked to me at the second you said it, it was about kind of the training a little bit on your own, or, or sometimes with training with others or jumping into other workouts where you end up kind of getting pulled into some things that you don't necessarily want to do, you know? Um, right. And I think it's valuable to kind of keep that top of mind that I find myself guilty of that a lot. You know, if I just walk into the gym, see guys, you know, I know they're in there training. Oh, come in, come in and jump in. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're doing stuff that, that you know, maybe you, maybe, you know, you're not, you're not giving yourself the, the rest in certain body parts or areas that you, you know, you should. And it's, Kind of part ego. <laughs> I also see them. I see a lot of them doing stuff that's just dangerous and stupid. You know, in the same. You know, like doing planks with like five forty pound five pound plates on their back, and you know, just like why are you bothering doing stuff like that? You know, yeah, I think so. it's the maturity thing, and, and I'm working towards getting more mature. And I'm glad you pointed that out a little bit. Smarter that you know, there's a sustainable, more longevity based way to train, you know, now. Um, and you do really have to focus on, you know, what you can do well, what you want to do well with, um, paying attention to health and recovery and, and injury prevention also. Uh, what are you doing in terms of recovery? Um, are you a concept been, therapy guy? Are, are you I don't know. I don't do any massage. I don't do any – I don't stretch very much, which I know is, you know, always – an issue, but I've never stretched my whole life. I'm not going to start now. Um, <laughs> I spend I spend a lot of time in a 49 degree cold plunge, okay. um, up to my neck. So I started that about probably two years ago. I worked my way up from a couple minutes. You know, I'll I'll be in there up to my neck for about 15 to 20 minutes. Wow. I okay. As, I do it as often as I can. So uh, you know, hopefully at least three three four times a week. And um, then I do equal time in the um, hot tub in order to get my body temperature back up so I'm not shivering for the next half an hour. But um, I found that's for sure, like, especially for my shoulder and other sore joint pain or uh, just old man pains, it makes you feel so much better. It's uh, really, uh, you know, it's not it's not anything you can even recreate. I know I've, I've tried to recreate it with just, like, bags of ice and stuff, but just having, like, a good you know, controlled plunge with a good you know, mixture of cold water seems to work a lot better for me. And mm-hmm. the other thing I the other thing I ordered recently, which are amazing, are these ice sleeves, um, which I use all the time now, which they're kind of like a, a soft, spongy sleeve that you pull over your elbows, which is where I personally get a lot of um, soreness from because of all the pull-ups, which is, I think, the one you forgot to say for the detail. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and pull up. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, when you do when you're doing a ton of pull ups and a ton of rowing, like that's definitely an area that suffers a lot. So that's uh, another recovery thing I've added uh, recently. And then um, my other favorite thing for recovery, which I think everyone should be doing now, is uh, slant board. 
stretching your ankles and Achilles. Um, I, I've noticed that I've lost a lot of flexibility in that area. So that's like the stretching that I do. I do a lot of stretching on a slant board, um, you know, just between sets at the gym. Yeah. Um, and uh, it also helps me with my uh, plantar fasciitis, which I picked up this year, which... Yeah, are you also, are you an adventure guy, like an, obviously a competitive guy and doing the D10, but um, are you an adventure adrenaline junkie type guy also? Um, In a controlled, yeah, in a controlled uh, space I am. I'm definitely an aggressive skier. I've been skiing since I was three years old, so I still love flying down the mountain. Um, I love mountain biking. Um got into that a lot when I moved back from college. Uh, I still don't get to go very often, but a couple times a year, and that's definitely a good adrenaline sport. Um, and I do love the adrenaline of uh, competing. So, What's yeah. the goal for you um, on, on continuing to compete? Um, anything outside of the D10 that you're looking into, continuing to to do the D10, you know, what are kind of the, at this stage now, personal and professional and, and athletic goals? Well, now that I'm into rowing, I want to really, um, you know, my goal for this year before the decathlon was to do a sub-seven-minute 2,000 meter, which I've never even come close to. Um, <laughs> I think my best is like a 7.36, which is because I've never had the motivation to push through the last 1,000 meters. Which, by the um, way, is a, is a pretty damn good <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not a whole, yeah, I, I know, but, like, you know, I feel like it's it's just it's just a mental challenge that I'd like to, you know, get through. Um, I feel like I can do it. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of my goals for this year. Um, I don't really have any specific fitness goals. I pretty much train year-round for the D10, so... <laughs> Most of my training is definitely focused on those 10 events, which is great because it keeps me in good shape. Um, and, you know, I definitely want definitely want to win over 40 as many more times as I can. Um, but it definitely gets harder every year as the younger guys start creeping into the bracket. Um, I think there's a couple guys. I think I have one more year before I have, like, three or four guys I'm worried about. <laughs> <coming>. <laughs> Maybe that'll be time for retirement. Yeah. Uh, what um out outside of the training and obviously the the, the trading. Um, what do you read? You know, what do you what are you into? Are you a reader? Are you a meditator? You know, like what what are you what are you into to kind of you know keep yourself focused and engaged? I read a lot of science fiction, <laughs> so uh, pretty much like just hop around on the Kindle and it's always recommending new sci-fi books and anything that's got decent reviews I'll try out. Um, I read before I go to bed every night, which helps me fall asleep. Um, and uh, I watch a lot of, you know, Netflix and my free time series, stuff like that. Any lessons um, that, you know, Family lessons, philosophies, kind of statements from either family or mentors that you kind of kind of live by. Um, not really. I think I think I'm just I'm a lot like my my dad, where I feel like 
you know, his his slogan was no pain, no gain. So <laughs> I think I think I kind of live by not a little bit, but except for the pain not being obviously uh, pain of hurting yourself, but you know, pain of pushing yourself. And uh, like, you know, I like to set just personal goals. And you know, I'm not doing the D10 every year to to beat this guy or that guy. Obviously, that's great that that comes in with it, but you know, my biggest excitement every year is if I can do better than I did the year before. Um, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot of just competing with myself. And every year I have my times, you know, my times for the last four years and, you know, how many pull-ups I did, how many bench I did. And, and every year I'm trying to train to beat that number. And Which is an interesting way to go also in that, you know, each year as we get older, um, it certainly becomes harder not only to match those numbers, but to beat them. <laughs> true. That's true. Except, you know, I feel like you can make prog- more progress, obviously, in the, the, the strength, uh, the strength events, and then just trying to hold on to your best on the speed events, you know, mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Every, every year I, I want to break my 400 time. You know, I, I got 57.01 my first year and, been trying to break that ever since and trying to break 57 and I never can. I'm always so disappointed. And then I look at what everyone else got and then I'm happy. So, well, I do agree with you that I think you can build, um, I think you can build strength. Um, even at our age, it was faster or, or better than you can with speed, you know, now meaning like, like I got to, well, I certainly struggle with the speed in the running events because it's not something I have a background or a history in. And it's like, I wish I did. But I find that the the faster guys um, can get involved with the strength training and the movements and put muscle on and add and add more strength than guys that happen to be kind of strong can go get fast, you know? Right. You're never – exactly. Like, you're never going to get faster <laughs> at our age. But, like, you can improve – you know, your your start on the 40-yard dash, you can improve your uh, change of direction, your, you know, your steps on the 20-yard dash. But, yeah, I agree. You're never going to get a faster top speed or a higher vertical jump or a, a longer potential broad jump. But you can definitely work on technique in those events, and, and that helps a lot. Are you as competitive business-wise as you are uh, – you know, at, athletically. I mean, obviously you've got a successful career, um, which which allows you certainly you know time to train and family life. But I guess I'm saying, are are you competitive, career-wise, or or are you? Hey, look, I know I could stay longer, trade harder, whatever, make more. But I'm but quality of life-wise and balance. You know, this is this is where I am. I definitely yeah, I definitely scaled back my own trading over the last like ten years. Um, competitive-wise, I used to be more competitive with everybody else in the office and especially in my first three years in New York, I was extremely competitive and wanted to be, you know, top, one of the top guys in the firm. Um, you know, now it's more, uh, dealing with, you know, a bunch of 20 to 30 year old guys and, you know, helping them manage, uh, their upsides and downsides and their trading. And, uh, I definitely don't, I don't trade as much as uh, I used to, but I still do uh, trade a significant amount, and I still do care a lot about how I do <laughs> with my own personal trading. Um, you know, as far as more of a potential of how I could have done than you know necessarily if one of my guys is doing better than me, I'm obviously happy about that. Uh, as long as 
as long as it's not something that I should have been involved with that I just uh, wasn't looking at. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I certainly appreciate your time. It is motivating and inspiring to see, you know, what you do out there as as a husband, as a father, as a businessman, as an athlete, you know, all this stuff thrown kind of into into the pot um, where, where we're at right now and see what you're still able to, to do and put up there. Um is is a really cool thing, and I and I think it motivates and inspires certainly me, and I think others out there. Um, looking forward to eventually, it, maybe at some point, going toe to toe. You never know. I may have to make. Hey, you got to come to New York. Or at least the numbers. I mean, the numbers are what the numbers are. You know, so I think that's, that's another true. great thing about about the community um, that has been built through the D10, and I think through through health and wellness and philanthropy in general. Um, that you find these like-minded guys that are out there doing really, really cool stuff that you can relate to. Um, and it's, it's good. It's good for all of us. So Dave, I appreciate your time. Yeah, I've, uh, I've made some really good friends through the D10 actually, <laughs> like just like you other guys on Instagram. Uh, and then I see them at the, at the event every year. Um, and it has helped a lot of people uh, with their own physical fitness. Actually, if, if you have a second, there's two guys I want to talk about. Yeah, um, Absolutely. One of them, Christian, uh, Christian Schultz, he was, he was a pack a day smoker, mm. uh, the first year he did the D10. And now he's training for a full Ironman. He's 47. That's he's awesome. 30 Huge or 40 job. pounds. <laughs> and, uh, another, another Florida guy, Corey, who I met last year, and, uh, he got roped into doing the D10 last year. And, um, you know, he didn't do as well as he wanted to. And he's like, Gabe, like, what's, you know, the number one, thing you could tell me to help me do better next year and i said well you need to all the stuff body weight you need to you need to lose some weight uh trim trim out and i and i hadn't actually even spoken to him since last year and i got there and he was ripped like he'd probably lost you know 25 pounds and just put on all muscle and uh he was really excited that uh you know he had something that had motivated him to do something like that yeah, it, it's awesome when you can find a group of people that supports one another. Again, all for a good cause. Um, you know, and, and and you fit in. You know, and the community has been incredibly welcoming, uh, like that. And and we're continuing to work on on building it down here in Houston. Um, I know Dave's got some great plans, you know, for it overall. But I just think. For me, I just think the idea of competing in different markets, meeting people from different markets, who knows, maybe there's a place we can all meet up and do some grand champion international type thing. I don't know. Yeah. But I think <laughs> like a guy, CrossFit challenge. You know, the yeah. sky's the limit to pick some cool places and bring a lot of cool people together. Um, and as you said, it's not – the competition's great. Um, certainly performing at a high level is great, but – you really you're geared towards your own numbers and your own goals, you know, in a lot of ways. Also, um, exactly. and just being around a lot of people that are all trying to achieve something, yeah, and it, it, it's a cool thing that keeps us younger longer. For sure, for sure. Yes, well, I'll definitely check those guys out as well. Um, that I, I appreciate your time and and your inspiration on all this. And um, we'll, cert- we'll certainly stay in touch. And I got November coming up, and you- you're coasting for a little while. <laughs> Let me know if you need any tips. No uh, okay. Always willing to share information. Yeah, you'll probably hold back a little bit, but don't think I don't have your numbers, you know, on the mirror, on the wall, you know, like. Uh, yeah, memorize. Memorized. Kind of thing. we got to look at these every once in a while. No, no, nowhere to go. 
Definitely. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for uh, the interview. It was great talking to you. And um, look forward to meeting you in person sometime soon. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Dave Lazarus on the Midlife Now podcast. Thank you so much, my friend. Good luck to you. Thanks, Greg. All right. Bye. The Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheiman was presented by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. For more information, visit innsgroup.net.